Soul Disconnected Podcast, a platform designed to reconnect us, bring us back to a common ground, and understand one another. Open about our flaws and failures, focused on growth and positivity, the flame in the dark that burns in our soul. So Disconnected Podcast. I'm with Tony Wrights with special guest today. This is episode 15, Society is Porn with Jay Hurt. Yo, 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 what's good? Jay Hurt, yeah, finally man. in the building. We finally get to meet. Yeah, man, it's just crazy because I feel like we already met. Like, we've been <laughs> we've following been... <laughs> and corresponding with each other for, like, probably 10 years yeah, now, Yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> and crazy. that's crazy that, it, it, like, we literally low-key just introduced each other to ourselves and shit. Like, we just met... And it's like, I've been following this dude, like he said, like 10 years and and likewise. And we just always shared ideas and gone back and forth with each other. And uh, man, I've been a a strong supporter of you throughout the years. And um, I'm just, I'm grateful that you, that you made it up here, man. Yeah, man. No doubt. I really appreciate you having me, bro. (laughs) I had to make it I feel like, I feel like, you know, you have to be heard. And that's why like the most important thing about what I'm doing here and, um, creating this is to get the people that I feel like need to be heard because everyone's voice is important but I feel like people that are actually doing more than just more than just basic and they're just trying to get people to to pay attention more and to just see and they're looking you're looking out for people and I feel like that's what that's what you're out here doing and that's what your mission is and you're just doing you And, and part of what you're doing is looking out for others and I feel like your voice needs to definitely be heard. Yeah, definitely, bro. That's a really dope platform that you created. You know what I mean? That's the platform that we all need for the future is to inspire everybody's thought. You know, For what I mean? real. And it's the only way we're going to get forward because the old way ain't working. <laughs> As for real. Tupac said. Things change, you yeah. know, and we got to change with it. And we can't, you know, we can't be stuck in, in old ways. And we can't let, you know, the, the bad hands that we're dealt make us bitter. You know, yeah. we got to get better and we got to try to move forward and push the culture forward and push people forward and, and and prepare for the future because we're not gonna be here in the future, but our kids are and they yeah. and their generation is. So if we're not making those steps to try to help, then we're kinda just hurting ourselves. Exactly. So exactly. how long you been doing music for, bro? Um, I've been writing probably since uh like on and off. I've been writing ever since I was like eight years old. Nice. But as far as recording music, I think I started probably more or less 10 years ago. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That sounds around the same time as I started, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> we all I kind remember, of flew man. up around the yeah. same time, man. That's crazy. Where are you originally from, bro? Um, I grew up in Pasadena, basically. I moved to Pasadena when I was like four years old. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm, I'm so Southern California. Different You're all places. over the place. Yeah. Like you said, I lived, you... Out, I lived out in the nine for a little bit. Lived, uh-huh. uh in Vegas for a little bit. That's not Southern California, but that was brief. <laughs> like you moved around, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like my, my grandparents lived in Rialto, and then they moved to San Bernardino, and I was there for a couple uh-huh. months, and then I came back out here with my mom, and uh, yeah. So you know what's you know what's crazy? It's like it's funny because I feel like I can relate to you so much, 
And it's just like, because I've moved around a lot my whole life too. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you kind of get a feel for everywhere you go and the vibe and the people and, yeah. and the culture is different everywhere you go. And you kind of get integrated. And I just feel like I vibe with all people because I moved everywhere, different yeah. locations, different areas, different cultures, different yeah. backgrounds. And it's like, you start to click with the world a little better. Yeah. It feels like, you know? I, I definitely say that's that's the same type of trajectory that my life has been on. Like it's, it's Even a, like just... Growing up in Pasadena is such a melting pot because I'm like from the northwest Pasadena, mm-hmm. Altadena area, West Altadena area where it's like predominantly black and Hispanic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But when you think Pasadena, you think Rose Parade and you think all all those Caucasian faces that you see <laughs> <laughs> on TV. And that's not even the part that I'm accustomed to, but yeah. I, I was exposed to that part, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in ways. So it's like just coming from a melting pot like that mm-hmm. then living in L.A., downtown LA at that for, mm-hmm. for 10 years now at this point and and just being exposed to all those cultures going to school I went to UCLA mm-hmm. and and going to that from an inner city school that was one of the worst performing schools in in the in California to going to that school and then seeing what I saw there it's like I, I've definitely been exposed to so many different types of cultures where it's like it's, it's crazy life's a crazy a crazy journey yeah for yeah. sure it is. Well, how was that? Like when you went to school, like was it was it really hard to adjust to to the the environment you were in when you when you went to college? Um, I think that I fell more into like a like a rebel complex like mm-hmm. in my mind where it was kind of like I I had always felt like I I didn't fit in where I was from for a certain type of ways. One being mixed. Mm-hmm. Black and Filipino, like there wasn't many Filipinos there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I looked different, so people treated me different. But then I, I grew up with a single black mom, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like, these are my people. Why are they looking at me different? Especially mm-hmm. when I'm younger. Now it's different. Like mm-hmm. I feel like people respect me more as a black man now. Mm-hmm. But back then, as a kid, it was just kind of like going through that. I felt like a black sheep. And then leaving that situation and going to UCLA, it's like. Yeah, you, you're still a black sheep, but you're more of a black sheep because now you're surrounded by like all these rich folk and all these people from other countries and mm-hmm. and all this. And and I did I wasn't somebody I wasn't living at a dorm like I said like mm-hmm. I I lived in a a studio apartment in downtown throughout college and uh so I didn't really get to indoctrinate myself in mm-hmm. the college lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I was an outsider coming in. Yeah, yeah. So that just kind of fed into that whole outsider rebel syndrome even more, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was kind of like I was just soaking it all up, just like in when I was a kid, like just kind of taking it all in, like just observing, you know what I mean? Like I feel like when you're a rebel or a black sheep, but you're, you're a thinker, you you really get to soak in what's going on around you. You know what I mean? You dibble and dabble and you experience certain types of things, but you're never fully indoctrinated into mm-hmm. one. Like, I was never a frat guy or never, you know what I mean, this or that. I was never somebody that... I was just somebody that I interacted with who I interacted exactly. with. You know what I mean? Whether it was whatever. Uh-huh. So it just... It gave me even a more broad perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was crazy because it was a while back when we started touching bases again when uh, you had... You had uh, posted something about it's been a while, like or the the time frame since you oh, had completed yeah, school, yeah. and I was like, bro, I'm proud of you, and I look up to you for doing that. And you kind of like stopped me there, like, hey, hey, bro, don't even trip. Like, it ain't even about the the yeah. education, and it ain't about all that. Like, I can't, I don't remember the exact words you told me, but you're like, like, you know, it's all about experience and just living your life. Like, the education yeah. don't make who you are and shit like that. And yeah, you no, definitely not. And it was crazy because I was just like. 
dude, that's a big accomplishment in mm-hmm. in one aspect, but at the same time too, seen from your perspective and you were hands on, you were boots on the ground in in that realm and it's like you you realize what what it is, what it's all for. Yeah. And that piece of paper to pay for more paper and then you got more and more in debt and everything else yeah. like that comes with it that it's 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 a crazy cycle, but I feel like in my in my point of view cuz maybe I'm from the outside looking in, I feel like education is important it's to an extent. Important. Yeah. And what you're educating yourself with and the knowledge yeah. you're soaking in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that uh I mean the only way you're 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 truly educating yourself is like the only way you're retaining the knowledge is if it's accompanied with experience and mm-hmm. also teaching others. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think that's like the number one way to retain information is once you learn it to try to teach somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh and then the experience factor, it makes it real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes you can learn something and then they just be in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just feel like uh, my life has been like more of a, a teaching, more of a learning experience than just that that screenshot in time. If anything, I was so focused on other things, I probably didn't uh, take advantage of the opportunity as much as I should have. But yeah. You know what I mean? It I definitely got a lot out of it within the context of what my life is about. Mm. You know what I mean? Within the context of understanding people and and uh and and getting to expose myself to other ways of thinking. Like when mm-hmm. you're when you're when you're in college, especially a college like that, and then you have these professors, you might have one professor that thinks one way and then another professor that thinks another type of way. Because one thing about UCLA is a lot of those professors are that's not their main thing. They're really mm-hmm. authors or mm-hmm. or different. They're involved in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's just something that they. That's their regular. Yeah, thing that's that their they, side. That's yeah. like their side thing. They're like yeah. they're professionals. Yeah, and then they also teach. So it's like it's, yeah. it's a trip. So like me, that post that you're referring to, I think uh, I brought up how I had a, a a class with with somebody named Reverend Lawson who was actually. Um, a speechwriter in the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so that being, is, that's exactly yeah, what it like was. that. That's like that was more of an experience for me than even like just the books, the textbooks, and the things. And and that's the crazy thing about that school too is that mm-hmm. a lot of the books that you're buying are books that they wrote themselves. Like you got to <laughs> buy this book for my class, and I wrote this book. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, man, Damn, like, talking about royalties, bro, bro. insane. But but uh, I appreciate that experience. A lot of debt came with it, but mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I I appreciate it a hundred percent because it helped me put certain ways that I thought or certain things that I seen growing up into an even broader perspective, and it also allowed me to think about how other people look at it. Because I think in life, it's easy to get used to what I call information boxes. Like mm-hmm. you could trap yourself in a box where you only watch certain channels, you only go to certain sites, mm-hmm. you only hang out around certain type of people. Which means you're limiting the you're limiting your perspective uh-huh. or your understanding your empathy uh-huh. and that's very it's easy to divide people that are in boxes exactly you know what I mean uh-huh. but then if you're somebody that's so like thinking about why does somebody else think this way or I know that there's other ways of thinking I know that there's that everybody's a certain way for a reason uh-huh. and then once you once you break out of that box. It's like you just see the whole world from like a whole different perspective, and it's just kind of like 
that's what my music and what my journey with that is. It's just to get people to think. It's not even that I want people to yeah. think a certain type of way. And that's I just want I'm, people to break out their boxes. Yeah, and that's what I. That's what I'm saying. That's what I really like. Like about you, and I appreciate you for because a lot of people they a lot of people are afraid of what other people are gonna think. A lot of people have an agenda that they want to follow a wave or a trend because they feel like they want to be accepted mm-hmm. in a in a in a way where they can like catapult to the top and not worry about just hitting a certain plateau or reaching a certain amount of mass to of the masses but it's it's dope because you need people that are going to be straight to the point and tell you what it is most of the time people are telling us what what we want to hear and and we really don't need that we need to know like what's really going on and that's you know it's funny that you mentioned that cuz there's times where I've corrected people because yeah i i sympathize and I'm empathetic towards like all walks of life mm-hmm. and when I hear people trying to just bash one set of people yeah. or another group or a certain group it, it, I have to I usually have to speak up and stop them yeah before they get ahead of themselves because for one there's people of all walks that are are that could fit the description of anything yeah. and that's why I get upset when people try to single out groups or it's like no there's there's all types of people with different types of background or different types of issues you cannot single out any one person or any one group yeah you know what i mean and i feel like even in today's society we we deal with that a lot you know what i mean a lot of people are still on that bullshit (laughs) i feel like well when i speak to older people they say that like people that have been through all kinds of things segregation and Mm. all kinds of things they say like ideologically and also like the way people are this is the most divided time that they've ever seen in their life. Wow. Because like now it's like if you're not one way, you're the enemy. If you're not thinking one way, if you're even open to thinking one way, mm-hmm. you're the enemy. You're evil. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like if <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like with the whole like Donald Trump and and all these things, like now it's just kind of like you're either with us or with them. Yeah, you but can't that, even you have can't, conversation. You can't. Anymore. Yeah, but it, you can't look at it that way because if you treat things with that, with that mindset, it's only going to get more divided. And the people that benefit off of things being divided, it isn't the average person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Man, the vision is profitable, but it's not profitable for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what? What a what triggered you to start wanting to speak out more? Like, and while your music's always had uh, more than what meets the eye and more than than what the normal is, like, what what's always been something that pushed you to push your music forward and 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 be deeper for thought? Like, what always made you like want to create that style of music? Well, I think that uh, I think that growing up, like, I liked the way that music sounded and the way certain songs made me feel. Mm-hmm. But then uh, uh, I came across uh, Tupac All Eyes On Me album. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as a kid, I'm used to, like, radio versions, you know what I mean? And then I just put in All Eyes On Me, and it's, like, the most explicit, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, was, he was fresh out of jail, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fresh out of jail, mad at the world, almost got murdered, and... That energy, you know what I mean? And then at first, initially, it's like you're taking in that energy, like, yo, this this is, he's so angry. And then you start realizing he's really saying something. Mm-hmm. And then it's it starts uh, 
it, it triggered something for mm. me. I don't know what it was. It just triggered something for me that like I just it resonated with me in a way that that other hip hop that I, I had listened to at that time, like around that time he had been long gone. It it was mm-hmm. like two thousand one or two thousand two when I came across the album in my mom's room. Mm-hmm. And that's like the Ja Rule era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was it was a good era. No disrespect to to none of that. Like Ja Rule, Fat Joe, like kind of like a R and B, like good vibe type. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Hip hop era, which I love that era. Mm-hmm. And then it was this this Tupac, and it was like it resonated with me. It it seemed more like uh, long lasting of an effect on me than mm-hmm. that other music. The other music was like feel good in the moment, and then this is something that got me thinking about like the whole world and life, you know? And then I'm a kid, so it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a crazy way for an album to affect a kid. And around the same time, my my uh, my uncle had gotten murdered, mm-hmm. and uh, and my mom uh, had like gotten a box of his, of some of his uh, belongings, and then it was a Tupac, uh, it was a Tupac album in there, and then mm-hmm. he also had like these papers or whatever, and he just talked about how like, Tupac had like resonated with him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and and it it just intrigued me. It made me dive even more deeper into like trying to understand or or thinking a certain type of way or looking at the world a certain type mm-hmm. of way, like of questioning things, questioning the system, mm-hmm. and uh, so to to get back to the point. That's why I rap the way I rap is because that's what really got me into hip hop. I liked music in general, yeah. But what really got me into hip hop was because people are saying something, saying something that is powerful. Saying something powerful is why I really got into it. I like all music. Mm-hmm. I like feeling good or whatever. But what's really inspiring to me is saying something, mm-hmm. like saying something in that form, you know. And just not only that, but having a voice for the voiceless. Yeah. Being that voice that people could turn to and they know that you can get a point across and that you're reaching out to the people that they can't reach out to. Yeah. Now that's definitely dope, bro. That's that's yeah. that's crazy because it's like I feel like when I listen to your music, I get educated. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's it, crazy. it inspires me to get better. Like and well, that's it means the kind a lot, of bro. Because that's the kind of music I like to listen to. Like if I feel like like bro like i need to do go to work i need to like yeah. get better i need to work on my craft it inspires me to want to work and to to think more and and, yeah. and to to change my perspective on certain things and to want to to do better you know what i mean and that's yeah. what i like i like i like having like getting a challenge and out of your music i feel like i get challenged to challenge with my spirit my soul my yeah. mind like and i and i like that i like that feel good music and it and and that music is music for the soul. It's soul food, and it's like it's intellectual property, bro. That shit helps boost your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, that means a lot, bro. That means a lot. Um, being that that you that you grew up mixed, and that you kind of feel like a a black sheep, uh, part of your youth life. What what was it like growing up as a child? You know, out um, in Southern California. Was it was it was it any hardship for you being different, or were you just were you okay? Like, were you accepted in the community you raised were raised in? Uh, I'd say like amongst the kids, I didn't really feel accepted. For one, for one, it was like the part of Pasadena I'm from. It's like everybody knows everybody. Like everybody was like family in a way. Everybody mm-hmm. their parents grew up together. It mm-hmm. was kind of like this. And then, like, 
my mom had just like kind of just moved in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's me, my older autistic brother that didn't speak, and her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have like a. A lot of people would have like an older sibling that would kind of like be able to indoctrinate them into things or mm-hmm. help them understand social life or whatever, or even like a father figure or things like that. So then me, it's just like I'm just winging it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I'm winging it in this in this place. I look different, and my situation is very different from anybody else that I know around me. Mm-hmm. So I think it was part knowing that I was different, and then also for some reason, just people who just like treated you different, like whether they tried to like be mean or or different types of things. One other thing that like I got a lot of pushback for was because. My mom was always somebody that no matter how much we struggled ourselves financially or whatever, mm-hmm. she was big on education, big on on understanding the world around you, big on mm-hmm. understanding politics and, and being socially conscious. Mm-hmm. And that was like frowned upon growing up. It was like, oh, Julian, the, the guy that reads books and stuff. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even have books, but <laughs> just because like I, I just because I was a, a uh I would carry myself or 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 a certain type of way or speak a certain type of way or or be interested or do well in school, people would be like, oh, he's he's this. Like it was just like I just got so much pushback from the people around me. And uh it was it was hard at times, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh it was kinda like I thought something was wrong with me. Uh-huh. And then uh the older I got uh, I got some braces on, so my teeth. I had messed up teeth, which made it even worse. <laughs> so like my teeth got straighter, and I got a little more confident in myself. Where it was like people would still be kind of hating, but then it became like, "There's nothing wrong with me." People are just, yeah, people are just mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a trip. So it's then, a trip, bro. yeah. So then I feel like in my life, it went from a phase of like questioning phases, a long phase of childhood of not feeling good enough and questioning mm-hmm. myself and, and not liking myself yeah. to a point where it was like, I'm fine. Like, everybody else is the problem. Yeah. To where, like, not, where I'm at now is, like, I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm not raging against people. I know it's bigger, so it's more mm-hmm. so, like, now things are coming full circle where it's, like, the same people that I felt rejected by they might still reject me in certain types of ways, but I know it's not real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like, now it's like, I am I do what I do for them. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I feel like, especially when I listen to my older music, it was very much like, they're against me. Like, even though I was still political, it was just kind of like people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was angry in that way. And now it's like more like a sense of purpose where it's like, all right, at first I was hating myself. Mm-hmm. Then I hated them. Now it's all love. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, that's yeah. funny though, because I can relate to that. Because I always used to feel like it, I had like a lot of homies be like, "Man, you're a schoolboy," and it's like, "What do you mean? Why? Because I actually yeah. bring a backpack to school. Because yeah. I actually bring paper and pencils. Yeah. You know, the dudes that walk around with a pen on their ear and that's it. They ask yeah. you for paper in class. You yeah. know, that's the kind of crowd I used to kick it with. But they would they would give me a hard time about that yeah. shit. And then I think like. Bro, it's just like, it's simple. School is simple. You just had to apply yourself. Yeah. And that's all you did. All you had to do is show up to class, you pass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I get it. You know, I understand. We grow up, everyone grows up different and their views on things are different. And it, it's funny. I used to hate that, though. I used to feel like, what you know, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. But then as I get older, I realize, like, I'm just an intellectual and I, I'm a creative. Like, I love to create stuff. I love to yeah. keep my mind 
like I have to keep trying different things and reinventing and and try challenging myself. I feel like if I don't, I feel like I'm gonna get stagnant and go yeah. nowhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, what would you say is some of your biggest fears? Um, I don't know. I, like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's like different because sometimes there's certain things that I fear one day and then I don't fear it the next day and then it'll come mm-hmm. back. So, uh, what do I fear? I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I kind of fear that the world that we can't change the world mm. like I think we can or I think we should try to but I fear that like the world is actually way worse than we we know mm-hmm. even though we are like I feel like the world in general like we we feel like it's like a, a messed up world but like yeah. I guess maybe I fear that it's more messed up in a way that's like that we couldn't even comprehend and that mm-hmm. and that like maybe that uh like it's just purposeless, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But that's not like a fear that I like feed into. I'd say like that definitely probably would be my biggest fear if like I think about like those moments where you really get in your head, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But it doesn't happen that often. Uh, but yeah, I fear that things are just beyond what mm-hmm. we can control as individuals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're literally, we have no choice but to be like sheep and puppets. Even Mm -hmm. if we think we're not, we are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is true in certain ways, but the extent of it, that's what I worry about. Like, am I just like chasing my own tail by (laughs) trying to be different? Different, yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy that you put into perspective that way because no one's ever like answered with that kind of answer before. For real though, and that is shit. Now that you mention it, it, just it makes sense, you know. And some people, you know, the thing is, is some people don't even like to think like that because they're scared to go down that rabbit hole. But yeah. I feel like it's like when people say ignorance is bliss and to know is pain because it's yeah. like the more you know, the more it's like, in a sense, it's low key depressing, but it gives you more self awareness and you're more aware of what's going on in the world. Yeah. And when you understand that, you realize like shit it's much bigger than some people are just worried from today to tomorrow they ain't looking at the yeah, whole thing of it you yeah know and what i mean? think i think some people like for me definitely like going down rabbit holes was definitely more dangerous for me in my early 20s and late teens than mm-hmm. it is now i feel like i'm more like emotionally um emotionally uh equipped mm-hmm. to go down certain rabbit holes whereas like before it would really send me into a deep anxiety, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, where it would be like, now I'm, like, debunking things, like, trying not to think a certain type yeah. of way, you know what I mean? Like, trying to lie to myself about certain things. Or not even lie to myself, but, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I wouldn't say lie to myself, but... Uh, now it's like I could go down certain rabbit holes and then I could go down a lot of different scenarios of how things can be, mm-hmm. but then just kind of accept the moment because, like, Regardless of what everything turns out to actually be, like there's things that I I love in this moment, and there are things that bring me joy in this moment. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I get too down the rabbit hole where it's like consuming me, like I could just go back to just experience yeah. the moment. But I don't need to reject that. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it could be this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't need to. Uh, like I said, some days are are worse than others when it comes to that. Today. 
I'm not really that worried about it. But mm. maybe like a few weeks ago, I might have had a moment where I was just like, fuck, like, I can't. Man. <laughs> I feel you on that, bro. Yeah. There's some days that I just, I'd be lost. Um, do you have any insecurities at all? Uh, That's another thing where I just feel like certain days I'm more like, like yes, and then certain days, like, no. Like, some <laughs> days, like, I might care about what somebody thinks about me or or things like that. And then some days it's just like that doesn't matter. I think ultimately when uh when I really reason it through, mm-hmm. I don't have insecurities. Mm-hmm. But when I if I get too like emotional where I'm not thinking logically and not reasoning through things, there are things that I'm insecure about. Yeah. But uh, I feel that like, could be anything. I like. feel like you're in my head right now. <laughs> you're answering all the questions. Like, hey, that's crazy. you know, sometimes, bro, it's like things are going back and forth like a ping pong in your head, and it's like I feel like I'm in my head twenty four seven, and yeah. I'm sure you're the same way. Cause yeah. the shit you're saying is like it's ways. The way you're describing it is ways that I couldn't put to words. That's yeah. all. I'm just like, bro, I feel like you're in my head right now. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I don't think some people can understand. Like yeah. I know some people are in their head a lot, but I feel like more or less maybe because we're we've been through some shit or we know some shit or or we're just creative people are just always trying to know more or something that this is just what's going to happen to us. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I don't know. Especially since, like, I've never been in anybody else's mind to know, like, why they think a certain... Because, like, it's easy to say, like, people aren't thinking or people aren't doing this, but I don't really know what this person's experience mm-hmm. or why they are... You know what I mean? Or maybe they are thinking the same way as me, but or a similar way as me, but they don't articulate it the same way. Or maybe I'm not articulating myself well mm-hmm. enough to resonate with others, but they, if I could, then they would get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Life's, yeah, life's it, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What was the What was the first song you ever wrote? Can you recall that? Uh, I don't remember the first. Well, our project. If you remember, I know the first song that I recorded. I don't know if it's the first song I recorded. I remember I recorded uh, the first song that I put out on MySpace. It was only out for like a day. It was called Love I Lack. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I was 17, <laughs> I think. It, it was recorded like not even on a mic, like just recorded into like the computer. Uh-huh. Like I had a little mic built in next to the... Was there even webcams back then? Yeah, it was a little <laughs> webcam on there. Recorded into there with my boy Elijah James. Uh, it was called Love I Lack. No, I don't even think I recorded it with him. I just recorded it on a laptop at home into nice. the thing on Fruity Loops. And, uh, yeah, that's the first one I remember recording. That was, like, I don't know. That's that's a trip. You ever listen to your deep, old stuff? I don't have that song. We, we've we been, I was just talking to Elijah about that, like, wishing we could find that song. I do listen to uh, some old stuff from time to time. Uh, I had found some stuff that I have private on my YouTube uh-huh. that uh, I didn't think I had it anywhere. But then I realized, like, I had uploaded on YouTube 10 years ago and then put it on private, but it was still there. And oh, I was listening what? to it. Yeah, it was me rapping over uh, the Dead President's instrumental. Oh, shit. I, I was rapping over it. Nah, you can't hear it. <laughs> it was like the lyrics were there, but the energy and the cadence and, and all that wasn't there yet. But I was rapping over Dead Presidents, Barry Bonds, the Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was rapping over a Cool Kids beat. You uh, remember the Cool Kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was driving on some other stuff too. I can't remember at this moment, but the bars were there, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. the delivery. You're like still the way developing was, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Even even the first couple projects that I put out, I felt like I was still developing myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was just throwing it out there, seeing how people reacted, hmm. and uh, yeah. I li- I listen to some of my old shit, and I just be like. <laughs> I'll be embarrassed sometimes, yeah. like, but yeah. it's like part of the growth, though. Like, yeah. without that, you wouldn't, exactly. you wouldn't have your sound now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that it's goes like, back to what I'm saying about insecurities. Like, it's like you could look at it from one way, like it's growth, like it shows where I came from or mm. whatever, and and you could still see that certain talent was there, mm. or you could think of it like, oh, it's so bad, like I don't want to show nobody, like I don't ever want to hear it again. You know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. sometimes you might feel one way, and then sometimes when you reason it through, it's like it's fine. It's a trip how <laughs> how every day you don't know what type what the mood's gonna be. Yeah, you could wake up and be like, "This is gonna be a good day." I try to tell, I try to have more good talks with myself than bad, but yeah, I, you know, it's a trip. Every day's different, and you don't know what what your mind's gonna be on the yeah. next day. Yeah. And it's it's crazy, like you said, it just goes like it goes to show like you don't know, you never know yeah. the outcome. To this date, um. How many projects have you recorded? Being mixtapes, EPs, or full length albums? Uh, let's see. More or less ten, like around ten. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Which one would you say is preferably uh, some of your best work or your favorite that you've personally gotten to work on? Um, probably the Between Heaven and Benjamin's project mm. because. It was uh, like being independent. Like sometimes, like the recording situation, or the, not even the recording situation, the engineering situation, or certain things, it could be inconsistent because people may be going through things where it's like the process isn't smooth. Where it's like mm. I'm not going in every. It's not like a structure of how you're getting it done. You're just trying to get it done somehow, some way. Mm. You know what I mean? And every project was that way, except for. Between Heaven and Benjamin's, and then the project after that, it was like the the recording situation was consistent. Who was engineering it was consistent, and what days I went in to record it were consistent, and my my process was consistent. Like I'm gonna do three songs this week, three songs this week, three songs this week, mm-hmm. and I know that I want something to fit into this slot mm-hmm. be, to be about this or on this topic, and then I want to put this skit here and this skit here. It was very structured and it was consistent to the point where. My prob- a problem with me is that my my inspiration or my idea will change over time mm-hmm. if I don't just do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it'll evolve into like I want to do it this way. But if it drags out, then it's like it's slowly morphing into something else. Mm-hmm. With between Heaven and Benjamin's and then the project after that got on like ugly. It wasn't much time for it to morph. Mm-hmm. It was just like just get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done, put it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. So it was like, it just feels complete when I listen to it. Everything just kind of goes together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it goes together and it's so complete in a way where it completely goes above people's heads mm-hmm. because it was so like crafted out. Like, it's like, I don't think, hopefully it's something that like uh, ages, ages well, <clears throat> or maybe if it didn't get the recognition I wanted it to get at the time mm-hmm. or even now. 
like at some point it will. I feel like it's one of those projects where it's like it could just resurface I fifteen feel, years from now. And I people feel like, be like your Yo, music, what? bro, is very <laughs> timeless. And I feel I like now that. that you're saying that, I'm like, you should just go on a promo run and push those projects still. Yeah, and but, tour with those projects. And, yeah, and but that's keep, my problem is that my inspiration is it's so, so like, changing, forever yeah, changing. Yeah, forever changing and forever like uh like um I'm just I'm just so driven by the creativity and and my my way of thinking that it's hard to stay in a moment. You know what I mean? And I think that's like a a benefit that a lot of artists get is like if like if I was a singer, I always wish that I could sing so I could just make like feel good love songs and uh. things like that. It's like that is something where it's like your perspective on life ain't going to really change too much to where you can't sing those songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could tour off of those songs for forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like between Heaven and Benjamins, it came at a time where I was like at a conflict like of of trying to figure out like what is more important. Not even what is more important, but like in this life, I might want things to be all good mm-hmm. or maybe I might need to submit to to the fact that we need money and that you know what I mean? Like, that was a, especially that project in God Don't Like Ugly, and even the project before that, Lost My Soul in Pasadena, it was a time where I felt really lost and trying to reason out, like, which direction, which path am I going to go? Am I going to feed into one way, or am I going to stay true in one way? So then it was like, I lost my soul. Like, I'm lost. Like, I'm losing myself. And in between Heaven and Benjamins, I'm asking questions I'm asking questions, and then God don't like ugly. It's like I'm still asking questions, but I'm starting to like, kind of like come back around in a way. Not even come back around. I wouldn't say come back around, but it was like a continuation of between heaven and Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now, with society is porn, it's kind of like I found my way and chose my way, mm-hmm. and I didn't give into uh, the material shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like now me to be promoting that old way of thinking it's like i think certain people could benefit from it but that's just not where i'm at like now i'm in like i have more of an overstanding and i've accepted a certain way of thinking a Mm -hmm. little bit more so it's like it's hard to you know what i mean to promote the old stuff because i'm growing my music not even my music the music and the bars like they're gonna always be there but Mm -hmm. the content is evolving and with my character and who I am as a too, person, yeah. yeah, and my morals and 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 what I'm going through. Like around that time, I was partying and out and experienced a lot of things. Like it sounds like stripper songs on there, like all kinds. I was doing a lot of different types of things that I'm not doing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you just, just don't feel irrelevant. To yeah, it, even too. like I'll, I'll like I'll like play my girl like certain songs from that era, and then it's like. <laughs> almost like offensive to her like certain things or certain experiences but it was just like as an artist i understand yeah i understand and, yeah and she she understands <laughs> yeah. too but then it's just kind of like you're at where you are now so it's kind of like yeah i get it you're an artist but at the same time it's like you're in a whole different place now like i definitely was more like like just i was just more angry and just even there was like a little bit of like a I wouldn't say misogyny, but just kind of like me going back and forth between like understanding certain types of things and then also being critical of it. Whereas like now it's just kind of like we're all lost, (laughs) but 
but at least like we should try to think and you know what I mean that's where society is porn and all that is like society is porn we're all desensitized but mm. you know what I mean we gotta try to try you know the, bar, the bars on that shit is so crazy bro and just the way you structure it your 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 vocal presence the way you break down everything it's just like you do it you execute very well bro oh, I appreciate that shit it. the talent is undeniable that's for sure but I appreciate your it. execution on on your delivery and your vocal performance and the way you project your sound and your voice is solid bro like all the way through and through and i feel like that's important if people could hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and now it's just getting the people to fully listen and absorb yeah. and soak in that, and, and the imagery and the sounds are definitely there, bro. That's yeah, without a doubt. You don't gotta worry about that. And uh, that's that's a great a great song, and I'm looking forward to the project for sure. And yeah, I just it. everything that you've done up to this point is is just know it doesn't go unnoticed and it's not overlooked. Yeah, and um, there's things that I fucking had to like start coming to grips with myself and not being so. It was like I started to implode mm-hmm. mentally and spiritually with everything because I feel like throughout the years of like having a background in radio and then doing music over the years, like I started to feel like, damn, is anybody listening? Like, yeah, what am I? Like, we were having this conversation off air, like. I would get in that rabbit hole and think like, am I? What am I doing wrong? Did I miss opportunities? Did I not go as hard? And sometimes my wife's like, you gotta go. You gotta like take your work ethic and then double it, yeah, and and, and keep pushing. And you gotta take whatever shows you gotta do. You gotta keep promoting. You gotta keep working on stuff. And the stuff you have, push that, perform that while you're working on other stuff. And it's like it's little things that I started learning. Like I can't worry about. Then I can't worry about five, ten years ago, yeah. or when I feel like I got a, had a buzz. You have to focus on now, yeah, and realize that you do have a following and you do have people that are rooting for you, and that are gonna rock with you, like your core people. And all you got to do is just keep doing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then things are gonna work out how they're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. And it, and that's just something I had to learn to understand. And it was like. It took a lot of like soul searching, like especially when I left radio, I felt like I fell off the face of the earth, and I was like, "Where do I do now?" Yeah, like I didn't put a project out. I think I left radio like in 2018, and I haven't had like a recent re- release. I didn't release something till like the end of 2017 or the end of 2016, and I was just thinking like, "Damn, like where do I go from here?" Like, yeah, I felt like I was just trying to scratch the surface, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I was in my head. I wasn't creating anything, and I just feel like, you know what, I got to just let it come to me, mm-hmm. keep trying to educate myself and keep my spirit lifted, and I'll get back to it. You know what I mean? But I, you just cannot get too far into, like you said, like you got you to gotta kind of step away from, mm-hmm. from that being an artist, it kind of pulls you into feeling like, damn, like. Like what? What will be the next thing to make me pop? Or what will yeah. be? What do I need? Like, you gotta just keep creating and just understand that you are, you are putting stuff out there that's going to be in history. Like you are, like everything that you release, yeah, is going into the cloud, exactly. whether it's physical or yeah. just uh, on the device or yeah. onto the internet or a cloud. You are putting pieces of history out there mm-hmm. that will be a part of it. And the only thing you can do is just keep circulating it and just keep reinventing yourself, recreating yourself and keep creating content and release it. 
Yeah. And and all you can do is just push it and have the people that really support you push it and believe in it. it it's just like this. Like I tell people all the time, like I used to get like when I have merch and shit, like mm-hmm. I used to feel a type of way about pushing it. Like, man, I don't want to be asking for that. I feel like it's too much. I don't want to be asking for that. But it's like if you believe in your product and your content, yeah. then you can sell it and 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 don't feel like don't feel any type of way about doing that because if that's where you feel like your heart is in which you feel as an artist yeah, like it's kind of hard to put a price on art straight up it's hard to put a price on your your product or your content yeah. but once you establish that and you believe in it people will believe in you yeah. and and that's what I started having to come to grips is like be stern when I when I make certain adjustments or when I come at people with something I have to be stern and be set on something and be like this is what I want and be set on on what you believe in and then people will then follow suit and it yeah. took me like 10 years to start realizing this yeah. it took me to become a grown ass man to start you know I'm not trying to get too far off to nah, the side yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just like now that like we're talking it just it's coming in perspective but it took me to like and I tell people like I've you been mean talk- like like for example like you mean like with merchandise, like you would feel like you were overcharging. Or yeah, something. no, I felt like any price. I'd be like, damn, I like I would question myself, like, will they even pay this, or will they even like, yeah, you know? And then I start realizing, like, nah, like set your price and be like, bro, this is like my time and effort and dedication. Yeah, and I guarantee you, I'm gonna give you a product that's undeniable. And I put a lot of money into this. Yeah. I put a lot of time into this, and you're gonna get what you deserve and you're gonna get like you're getting your money's worth yeah and yeah. and i'm also getting what i what i'm deserved too and we're meeting in the middle yeah. and you can't feel like like you can't feel any way about it and then, then it's just like that like yeah. that's the hardest part because salesmen could just sell you some shit and just be like yeah that's hey, what i was gonna say bro for some you people, need this you <laughs> yeah. totally need this because if some, you don't have this something's gonna happen you know yeah, what I mean? like for some people it definitely comes easier than for, for others like yeah. for me like like uh last year i was doing like these these shirts after i put out one of these projects and then um it, it was costing like because one one side was embroidered and the other side was pressed so mm-hmm. it cost a little bit more so it was costing like 27 dollars per unit mm-hmm. 28 per unit and then i felt bad charging people 35 dollars for the shirt i mm-hmm. felt bad why do i feel bad why but i think it's just like i don't know i'm just trust i don't know me. what it is trust I don't me 100 percent, bro because a lot I of people don't feel bad way bro. exactly <laughs> that's like but that's what makes us different than other people yeah. like i shit like that will make me feel so bad and then i just started realizing like hey anthony like wake up bro like yeah. if you want to make this a sustainable way of living you have to understand what are your what are your margins on your budget like what's really your budget and how much of a profit are you really trying to make? You're not trying to like go crazy and yeah. force people to be paying some shit that they can't afford. Yeah. But at the same time, too, you have to realize like there's a price to to what you create, and there's a price behind your art and all the effort, dedication, the ideas, the 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 time that people don't see the after hour work that you're doing. You know, you mm-hmm. you got a job, you got people you're looking after, you're still pursuing this, and then you creating. It's like. That's the most important thing is that people realize that they're getting your hard work at a price that you really can't set a price on. Yeah. But it has to be fair to you and fair to your consumer. Yeah. And if you can make a profit and still help them save money, then great. 
Yeah. If you can make a profit and get what you deserve, that's even better. Yeah. There's and, trade-offs to everything. Yeah. Because let's say, like, you super overcharged it. Mm-hmm. Like, like just willingly, like, just charge, like, freaking... If I charge, like, $300 for a t-shirt, uh-huh. you're going to sell less t-shirts. Uh-huh. But, uh... But maybe you will sell a few of those, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it's kind of like, you know what I mean? You might make more money, but then you're going to sell less t-shirts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like it's trade-offs to everything, but uh, certain things are, are not fair exchanges. Mm-hmm. If you're putting more out than you're getting back, that's not a fair exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? If if you're making a t-shirt for for a certain amount and then you're just giving it out for free... Mm-hmm. And then like there's no like maybe maybe your your plan is to give it out for free for a little bit so then you can start selling it. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just like selling yourself short, that's not a fair exchange. And eventually you might get resentful. You might even change the integrity of your art. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might change your you as a person because now it's like I'm doing all of this and I'm not getting nothing back. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so it's trade offs to everything, you know what I mean? But I think uh that's healthy. Like I'm sure you're not Charging nothing that's an uneven exchange, yeah, yeah, and exactly. neither was I. If anything, I probably should have charged more for those t-shirts. <laughs> exactly, man. but I that... could have still. <laughs> I would have been making more. I mean, I made profits still, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think like certain types of personalities, we can sell ourselves short. Yeah, and 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 then and, and, and to me, it's like I feel like there's nothing wrong with with people being like that. But it's like realistically, that's what's hard. That's why sometimes people have a team. Like I have a manager, I have a salesperson, I have this, I have that. Because yeah. sometimes you having to be all those, it could get a little tricky because sometimes you need that backbone type of person, that person yeah. that ain't gonna back down. And it's like, no, yeah. it's this Things price can and get this real price. Personal, like, yeah. It, even with like collaborations and stuff like that, like it's been times where, like me personally, I wish, like not everybody, but a lot of people, I wish that I could, but really, like, I'm in a place now, especially where it's like I feel like all my time needs to go towards my solo work, mm-hmm. if, if if anything, you know what I mean, towards my solo work or other things, and it's people that I want to work with or people that I told I would work with and. Like, early on, or not even early on, even as recently as, like, two years ago, I would tell people that I wouldn't want to tell people no. Yeah. And that comes with a trade-off. Because then if you don't end up fulfilling it, they're mad. They're That's even a- <laughs> more... They're, I don't know if they're more mad than if you told them no from the get-go. Sometimes they're just... Whether you tell them... Once they ask, it's over. Once they ask for something, whether you say yes and then you can't fulfill it, or you say no... It's over. Like that was the end of <laughs> you know what's crazy. It's the like connection I there. seen this post on Instagram that was like a, it was a tweet from Nip, and it said like it said something along the lines that like if you make promises, you're gonna make enemies. Mm. Like you can never make promises, and that's some real shit. Like you don't ever guarantee anybody shit because there's no guarantees. They yeah. say if I can get to it, I will, or a simple no, like you said, and that's another thing. That's what I was kind of getting back to. All is like mm. it took me to. To become this part of my life and at this point where I'm just like, I learned to say no. Yeah. I used to be a yes man and that shit's embarrassing. I used to never like c- turn down anything but my collar. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah. I just would, uh, I would always just overextend myself yeah. till I got like spiritually drained, physically drained, mentally drained. And I feel like that shit almost took me off 
the planet of the earth of wanting to create anymore. Like it almost took me to that point of no return where I was going to say, fuck this. Yeah. Like I know every artist come to, came to that point where they're in their head about it, mm-hmm. about whether they want to create or not. But just me overextending myself or trying to do too much made me like, fuck that shit. I don't know if I want to do this yeah. anymore. And I don't want to ever go back to that point. That was like yeah. the worst point I ever placed myself in. And where I said, if I really want to take myself serious, I have to set a, a boundary for myself and let people know, like, if you want to use my time or utilize something or the tools that I have, what yeah. I can help you, it comes with a price or, like you said, a fair exchange. Some kind and it's, of exchange. It, yeah, it doesn't and, even and, always have to be monetary, yeah. but it has to be... I mean, it doesn't even have to be. Like, you could do stuff for, for people just out of the kindness, you know what I mean, here and there. That's definitely good for yes. the soul, to do things for people just out of the kindness you know what I mean? Random acts of kindness or, you know what I mean, just things like that. But at the same time, to for that to be what you are and you're not getting nothing back, like, eventually you risk being resentful or people resenting you. and it's Yeah, just, or just using you, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's where it's like you got to have a balance, which I understand now. Like I said, like, I'm starting to understand that now. And it's, it's all about balance and understanding and knowing yourself as a person, because I feel like you as a person are extremely valuable and extremely like important that you can't sell yourself short. And then I realized that about upon myself, and I just realized like no, like you have like as we're growing, you have to learn to set boundaries and just be like, it, like you said, it's as simple as a no, or or try not to make false promises to people because it's like mm-hmm. when you like you said when you don't follow up, they'll resent you, but. It it was like a like a come to terms with that I had to like start understanding and I'm just like shit. It's a whole yeah. other power I just yeah. unlocked and by doing the, all that. Yeah, and that's similar as like the fear thing or the insecurity thing. It's like certain days it's easier to tell people no than others. Like some people can feel <laughs> this guy's feeling. I feel like certain people know this guy's feeling given today. Like it's like certain days. Like I feel more like more like. Uh, like saying yes or or not like mm-hmm. helping people not helping people but you know what I mean certain days I'm more vulnerable to saying yes yeah. to something that maybe I shouldn't say yes to than others and then it's certain people that only pop up <laughs> during those days and they have no reason to know that you're having one of those days but it's it's just so strange you know what I mean like certain people that always ask for things like they it's <laughs> they always seem to hit at that time I don't know maybe if it's just God trying to teach you to learn how to, you know, balance things out depending where it's not like so uh tied to how you're feeling that day, yeah. but more so you thinking things through. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But I don't know what it is. It's just like I don't know. Like when I used to like drink, um, like I don't really I don't drink hard liquor anymore. But when I used to, mm-hmm. I used to have this problem where like uh I would just get real generous with my money, like just buy people things. Or, <laughs> I'm the same. Or way. like, like man, whatever. I want everybody to have yeah, a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Don't be around me while I'm drinking with yeah, some money, bro. Yeah. yeah. So then, oh, so then I, I stopped. I stopped, and then like I, I, I drank. Uh, this is like two years ago now, maybe a year ago, and then like I stopped giving out money or whatever, <laughs> and then, uh, and then like I started drinking less too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then I finally drink again. This is like over a year ago, actually. A year and a half ago. Uh-huh. I, I drink again. Somebody banging my line. Hey, you think I could hold 
uh, $40, blah, blah, blah. Like, how did you even know that? I was? And I said, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, damn. Because it got to a point where it was like, all right, I got to a point where I could drink and then still say no. Cause, mm-hmm. But it was because I don't know if it's tolerance or what. But then it's like I stopped drinking. Now I'm drinking again. And now also this pattern is trying to Come creep back. back up. I'm like, nah, man. Nah. But that's I think that's a big part of like... Uh, mastery mastery of yourself mm-hmm. it's just realizing your patterns of what takes you to certain things or certain things that you want to avoid like everything in your in your mind is like a neural pathway of like a chain of things that lead you to certain things you know what i mean mm-hmm. like whether it's a craving or certain things like things can trigger you and then lead you everything's tied together like a like just like a bunch of branches in your mind you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like all right um Alcohol, mm-hmm. letting down. Well, I probably was feeling a certain type of way, and then drank. Then the alcohol letting down my inhibitions. Now I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling overly good. I'm naturally a giving person, but my inhibitions have taught me that I need to regulate how much I give. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or be careful. But now my inhibitions are down. So now that chain of events. Now somebody's asking me for something. Now I'm giving. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not used to drinking and then I wake up the next day and I'm regretful of it. Now I'm resentful that I gave. I'm resentful that they even asked. And it's like a chain of things. How do I avoid getting to point Z? It's like, all right, let me pay attention at point A. You know what I mean? And and with anything, like, that's the crazy thing about, like, even, like, on a deeper level, like, when people have things, like, maybe they have a gambling problem Mm. or they, like, they always tell you, like, if you have a problem with something, know your triggers. Mm -hmm. Know your triggers. And... I feel like going even further than that, that goes with learning. Like we were talking about earlier, how like the best way to retain information is like teaching others or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, experience. Like that's because you're creating more branches for that particular thing that you learn to be tied to. Like you're, you're tying it down in your brain with all these branches, mm-hmm. creating neural pathways. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, the mind's crazy. <laughs> I'm going way, nah, way, it's, way, it's way, good, way. It's good. Oh, it's but, good context yeah. though, but it makes sense, bro. And the thing too, like, like to add to what all the stuff we're talking about is the fact that, like, you know deep inside who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and um, you are a good person. You know what I mean? Because of how you are, how you carry yourself, how you were raised, you know inside yeah. who you are as a person. And I feel like if you say no to sometimes being over generous or the generosity that doesn't make you a non-generous person though you went your whole life being generous you know what i'm saying but you gotta uh, we gotta realize that there's some people or some souls out there that they prey on the generous people when that's what i'm saying like i learned firsthand bro and it takes you a long time to start realizing like man sometimes these people are just out here to use yeah sometimes it blows my mind how people can operate that shit is sad bro but then something that's Humbling is when I see myself act out of character or what I perceive as as what my character is or what my ego tells me my character is. Like mm. when I make mistakes or big mistakes, um, it humbles you because then sometimes maybe you can empathize with how somebody is a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because none of us are perfect. So uh-huh. it's like I've, in my life, I've said certain things or done certain things at time, whether at times whether I was drinking or whatever, where it's like, damn, I didn't even know I was capable of saying, saying something some like, that like that or doing some shit like that. 
and then it 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 it, it brings you an understanding of other people that you always judged for doing certain types of things mm. or being in certain situations that you never. That's why I try to be as empathetic as possible or try to be as understanding as possible mm-hmm. and also try to encourage people to break out of their boxes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, like, it's easy to say, like, dang, people are so messed up. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you think about your transgressions or whatever and you break out of your box of understanding, it's kind of like, damn, like, I don't know, you know, like. I don't I don't know why this person is this way either, but I know that there are people this way, so I need to be careful with certain types of people mm-hmm. or, or look out for certain types of things, but at the same time I can't just characterize this person as evil or or bad. Like it blows my mind how the evil things that people do, mm-hmm. but we're all capable of doing evil things. We're all yeah. capable of doing bad things. Um it can define you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, something led you to be that way. Or it's like, I don't know, it's just so complex. I try to be as understanding as possible, but I also realize that trying to be too understanding can be dangerous mm-hmm. because then you could be so empathetic that you let your guard down and then these people that are so set in these ways will take advantage. It's like a crazy catch-22 because it's like you want to be understanding and you don't want to be judgmental, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, it's like it's like a double edged sword, yes. bro. Like you're gonna it's get like, cut on either end. Yes. There's no right so or wrong like way. Like, balance, I guess, just balance. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like I I understand why you are that way, and maybe even at certain times of my life, I was a similar way. So I want to be understanding, but at the same time, I can't I can't let you prey upon. At the same time, too, mindset. if you were in a bad spot, I'm sure there was some influence by somebody who eventually put you in your place. And sometimes you may need to do that too. Yeah. Pay it forward and exactly. put someone else exactly. in their place. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I, I totally understand. That's where, where like trusting from. God in the universe comes in. Like just for real. Try to just use your best judgment in any situation. It isn't going to be perfect, but just try and hopefully... God rewards that, you know what I mean? Hopefully God looks out. <laughs> I try to just, like, I don't want to completely avoid a certain type or be too judgmental or too this or that because I know that's a trap within itself, mm-hmm. but then it's also a trap of being too open yeah. to everything. So it's it, like, it is, it's like you a just double-edged said, sword, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> balance, bro. Balance. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah. What motivates you to write at the end of the day? Like, what keeps you creative? What keeps you uh, wanting to write more, having new content? What keeps you fresh? Uh, I don't know, because like I, I for the longest I wasn't feeling like writing. Like mm-hmm. I I know I can, I can just muster up some bars or some inspiration. Uh, I'd say, um, like if I hear like just like some sounds that just make me feel something that can mm-hmm. get me going to write something. Uh, especially like if everything just aligns, like the mood of the day and and the weather and what's going on in the world, and mm-hmm. a beat comes on that just matches it. Like mm-hmm. that's what I look for now, which is why like kind of like I haven't been in a rush to put out yeah, content because yeah. I've been kind of being too artsy with my shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like I think at this point it's just kind of like I just I just can do mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily need to be inspired. I just kind of like can just like feed off of what I'm thinking that day or what I'm going through or whatever. 
but the best the best stuff is when just all the stars align like everything mm-hmm. just aligns like the mood experiences what's going on in the world and the beat and it's something unique and new and fresh and it just when it just all aligns like mm-hmm. that it's just it's that's that's amazing but that's that's hard to come by. A lot of my music was not created with that. Mm-hmm. But when it is created with that, like Society is Porn was created with that type of energy or my song Solo, the one where mm-hmm. I have a like the the um cap and gown and mm-hmm. the and the the rags on my neck and the mm-hmm. flag, like that was created. It was a beat that I had heard a million times and I hated that beat. Like <laughs> it just was too trappy. Not even too trappy. I'm not I like trap. Mm-hmm. I like all kinds of music. It wasn't even that. It was just like too Something like mm-hmm. it sounded too familiar, like it didn't seem unique. Mm-hmm. Then one day, I just parked my car and like I was angry about something. I don't even know what I was angry about. Probably since I'm saying I don't trust nobody, I probably was feeling like I didn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember what's going on. I'm angry. It's raining, like, and it had been like a drought. Like it hadn't even been raining like that. It's mm-hmm. raining super bad. I'm in the car, and then the music is loud, and then this beat comes on. And then, like, I don't know. I just started yelling out, I don't trust nobody, nobody. And then it was just like, wait, this sounds really good on this beat with this energy, with this cadence, and this really feels really, really good, bro. Like, I swear, like, I just, like, just started saying stuff out loud and just typed it down so I didn't forget it. Mm -hmm. And then then I was like, I hit up Katori because I recorded it over at his place. I was like, bro. And he was like super, this is around the time when he was signing, getting ready to sign his deal with Capital. And he was just so like caught up in what he was doing. Like I didn't really want to go over and record or get in his space. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, I got to record this now. I got to record this now, bro. And I need you to engineer for me. I got to do this now, bro. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like it's just the stars aligned. And then that was like, that's a piece of art that like I feel like I could stand behind now in rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in certain things where it's like more moody or more forced, but mm-hmm. that is like I feel like that would be timeless to me because all the stars aligned. Yeah, it was just with that right. song. The society right. is porn. It was just right. Whereas like other things, it was just a little bit more forced where it was like it was right, but it wasn't it wasn't as like uh it's not as you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. as uh I don't know if you know the word, bro. It's just like a a feeling. Like, yeah, some songs it just feels natural, and then some it's like you feel like you had to put extra work or you didn't put as much work into. But some songs just feel like this one's right. Here. This one's right, right here. Yeah, and it just comes natural. It feels good to you, and you just go with your gut on that. Yeah, on that record. Yeah. Um, if there's anything you could have told your younger self or could tell your younger self, what would it be? Uh, just don't let this moment define you. Don't be. Don't be uh just don't be scared. Like don't don't uh just like just think beyond this moment. Like this moment is only the moment. Like you know it's what temporary. I mean? Temporary. Like like all these opinions are are here today and gone tomorrow. Like all these these judgments and insecurities are here today and gone tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. don't get so like be in your head and think, but don't be so trapped to the point where you're stagnant, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and if don't be afraid to 
to feel uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to to step away from things if it don't if it doesn't feel right or mm-hmm. to experience new things. Uh, I feel like a lot of times, maybe what was holding me back was my my fear of change, like being too scared to change mm-hmm. or too scared to step away from something or thinking that I wasn't better than something or that there wasn't more out for me, more out there for me than what was going on in that moment. And that can really be a trap, you know what I mean? And that's no, that's no, uh, everything happens for a reason, you know what I mean? So I don't want to downplay anything mm-hmm. that I've experienced or went through, but it's certain things that maybe like I let have a hold of me for way longer than I should have. Whereas maybe now I wish I would have spent more time just focused on me and my growth than like, you know what I mean? Holding on to certain things or letting certain insecurities and fears consume me. Mm-hmm. But maybe I needed to let certain insecurities and fears consume me for a while. So I'd know that I didn't want to do that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? For so, real. Yeah. So I don't know. For anyone that would um want to pursue music, anyone yeah. listening to this interview, yeah, that would uh like to pursue rapping or just creativeness in general, what what could you recommend to them? I say, starting out? uh, just do it and uh, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'd say like, no matter how bad you are, just stay at it. Create your own lane. I feel like if you're true to yourself or you're true to your vision, you don't even. It isn't even. I hate to say it, but it's just facts. Because a lot of artists probably aren't being true to themselves, mm-hmm. but they're being true to their vision or their goal, mm-hmm. and it's working for them. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I feel like a lot of people don't care about their craft or whatever, but they know what they're trying to... Like If you're just like, man, I'm just trying to make some money, I'm just trying to make some catchy stuff that yeah, I can yeah. just party, Like that's your vision. Like You can literally do it, and get better at it continually if you just stay true to that. If you want to mm-hmm. be someone that, like, just be true to your vision. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, real and, shit. And, and uh, yeah, bro, like, you could literally create your own lane as long as you just get going. Mm-hmm. You get going and start brick by brick, you just start creating your own lane, you know what I mean? And I think that's something else I wish that my younger self knew was that, uh, um, even though I kind of did it anyway, mm-hmm. like stay true to myself, it was kind of like a conflict. Whereas mm-hmm. like now, it's just kind of like, I'm, literally you could create your whole own lane. Like back then, it was just kind of like, look at how <laughs> diverse hip hop is now. Like yeah. look at, even if you don't like it, like look at like what you see, like all the different kinds of styles and mm-hmm. crazy things people are doing. It's just kind of like, it just goes to show like, you can literally do whatever, but if you're true to it and consistent with mm. it, people out there will follow you. Like they'll follow suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think now, uh, like, like I don't even know if we were. I think it was before the interview where I was talking about. Oh no, no, no! It was during it mm-hmm. uh, where I was talking about like there was like certain projects. There was a sense of like where I felt like lost, mm-hmm. and it's hard to like tour off of that or to still promote certain stuff like that because I feel like I'm constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. But that's just the kind of artist that I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist that I'm so true to my thoughts when I'm rapping that it's like it's hard to like just carve out a lane, yeah, because I'm being myself, yeah. You know what I mean? Consistently. Just going off your thoughts and feelings that you want to be current with yeah. what, what, what you want to be true to your 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 conscious and and 
and and you also want to speak on things going on around you or whatever, that's a tough road. That's a really tough road, and uh, it might not bring back the uh, returns, maybe not immediately, Mm -hmm. that you see some of the other people taking, but if that's what you want to do, if that's if that's your vision, mm-hmm. stay true to it and don't like uh just stay true to it mm-hmm. the whole time and uh just know that it's gonna be hard and <laughs> and then you might it might not be as quick of a blow up as like a, a one hit not even I don't wanna say one hit wonder, but like a party song or certain types of things. It might not happen as quick. But if that's what you want to do, just do it and stay true to it, and you'll exactly. improve. Yeah. You'll improve, and at least you'll get to the point where you felt like you gave your all and you were being true to yourself and what you wanted to do. Um, Yeah, bro. Just know, like we said, everything comes with trade-offs. Like, if you want to be a conscious rapper or certain types of things, or you want to be a really, like, have a lot of artist integrity, a mm-hmm. lot of integrity in your art, it comes with a price because, like... There's the music business, and then there's music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and uh, they don't they don't move the same way necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, not to disrespect one or the other. If it's more so just about making money and all of that, if that's really what you're about, there's certain steps that you could take, take to just make that happen. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's that's my only advice. It's just kind of like the quicker you figure out which way you want to go, the quicker you. Uh, the quicker you'll know what your next step needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Certain things, but just know that certain things don't go hand in hand. <laughs> they <laughs> don't go true. hand in hand, or it's going to be very difficult for those things to go hand in hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're, uh, like, a, um, if you're, like, a, a super political type rapper, and then you're getting offered from a label where everybody on the label is like, making like really trendy party type songs you know mm-hmm. what i mean like would that really work or should you even expect them to reach out and if they do will it work out once you're there like you know yeah. what i mean like i think just have a clear vision for yourself and even myself i've been doing this for a long time my vision ain't even clear all the time but i'm yeah. trying i know yeah. i need one i know that I now that. and i, I wish i knew that, that back then because back then i was just kind of like in the rat race, like yeah. doing what I do, but not knowing how I was gonna get to the other side. Just, now just I going. know, like, it's certain things that I could do. You know what I mean? Like, like we were talking about merchandising earlier and and monetizing, and and now we're in a place where you can uh, distribute your music yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or just even understanding the dynamics of deals, mm-hmm. the dynamics of the contracts and different types of situations. You know what I mean? Like, like. It's kind of a good thing that nobody tried to sign me when I was younger. Certain opportunities that may present itself now didn't present itself when I was younger. Because yeah. I would have just jumped at it well, and then the just been in seen. there. Now I, I really think things through because yeah. I know that it's going to lead down to something else. Everything has a... has a um, What's the word? Uh, everything... Like has a way of revealing itself? Yeah, not just that, but it's like cause and effect. Like You know yeah. what I mean? Like... For every action, there's a reaction. Yeah, that, there. Yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like just think things through and have a clear vision for yourself and then look at, I mean, I would say look at what people before you, what their path was, but mm-hmm. 
But nah, like just kind of know your vision because what worked for them may probably not, ain't gonna work, gonna work for you, for especially you. the way things are set up now. Yeah, it's changing. It's like it everything's every ever day. changing. Like just map it out, blueprint it, and then just follow that. Like, yeah. and you don't even have to follow nobody else. You could carve your own lane. Jay Z carved his own lane. Look where he's at now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all these people, the ones that last, they carved their own lane. You know. What uh, I went on a long tangent right there. No, nah, that's all good. That's good information, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, do you read books or listen to audiobooks? I read, but I wouldn't say it's been a while since I just uh, sat down or just went through the same book the whole way through. Uh-huh. I just kind of like soaking a lot of information. There was this one book um, recently. That uh, I low key did like I kind of did go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called? I think it was called Return of the Dove. It's like a super underground book. Oh, for real? And it uh, it's about it's like a a third person biography of the uh-huh. life of Nikola Tesla. Oh, word. and it's super like it's crazy. Like the the wording in it, like I think like people would think it's like a crazy person wrote it, but <laughs> it's like. I wouldn't even. I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's just so like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like a book. Like, I don't even know how I came across it, bro. But it's like, I don't know. That's it was crazy. It was crazy. What's it called again? Return of the Dove. Let me see. I think it was called Return of the Dove. It's a super underground book. Um, but uh. The thing about me is I don't have to necessarily believe all the facts of a book mm. or of a story to understand that theme is what matters. Like, I think even like with religious texts, like mm. you could say you believe in this or you believe in this, but I feel like most of the different types of religions and things like they have a common theme, like common things that throughout all these different things the same type of theme plays out, whether it's a theme of uh, like jealousy or envy being evil or or uh, treat others the way you want to be. Certain themes, no yeah. matter what you believe in, like they they transcend. So yeah, it's called Return of the Dove. Yeah, I gotta check that uh, out. A biography of the great personality of Nikola Tesla reveals much of the danger, mystery, conspiracy. Like basically, bro, it's a crazy book. In the book, in the book, in the book, it's talking about him being like from another another planet and all kinds of things. Like that's the type of stuff where people be like, "Oh, this is BS." But the theme of it was uh, he had like a a feud with uh, Thomas Edison, Mm -hmm. and. it's like a common thing that you see kind of throughout throughout time of like you have like a super creative that's super true to their form and like money isn't what drives them. And then you have somebody that's also creative, but they also know how to make money and they also kind of like feed into the market and they mm-hmm. kind of they let that kind of like shift them in a way. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's like Thomas Edison's uh, inventor. And then uh, Nikola Tesla's an inventor. Mm-hmm. But then Thomas Edison knows how to make money. He knows about patents. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do kind of things like take ideas and certain types of things. And then like the J.P. Morgans and like the wealthy people and mm-hmm. the, the capitalists, they, they get behind Thomas Edison where it's kind of like, 
like uh, Nikola Tesla was really like the mind behind everything, but he never got the notoriety. Yeah, he didn't have he the... dies like like a starving artist type situation. Like he he did yeah. have a point in time where he did get notoriety, but uh-huh. it didn't stay. And like he had all these ideas, probably way more ideas than Thomas Edison. But Thomas Edison had way more money. Like our electric companies named after Edison. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like for real. all kinds of things because he knew how to make money, and he also he dealt with those the the corporations like the money you know what i mean and you can apply that with me mm-hmm. it really was eye opening to me because i can apply that to to this musical journey it's mm-hmm. like certain people where it's like they know how to make money and they know how to like maneuver with a, a record deal and certain types mm-hmm. of things where like they get these record deals and then they they shift or they it it changes them in a way but they still kind of they still have it but it's like they're playing the game and there's somebody like me where it's like it's very difficult to stay playing the game or to get in the game because like I'm just driven by something like I identify with Nikola Tesla mm-hmm. in a lot of ways you know what I mean and, mm-hmm. and uh, another rapper that uh, really inspired me Jay Electronica he just dropped yesterday bro it's crazy him and Jay Z dropped a home oh, word. I gotta and, check that out. I'm late. I have not yeah. got it yet, but I gotta get it for sure. And uh, uh, and I remember uh, on Exhibit C, a song he dropped uh-huh. ten years ago. He's like, uh, I'm the something like I'm the Marcus Garvey, Nikki Te- Nikki Tesla, uh-huh. and like I get it because it's like him and him and J Cole signed to Rock Nation at the same time. I'll just I'm not saying anything negative about J Cole, but yeah. obviously. They signed at the same time, but J. Cole has able to parlay his career, play the game a little bit to the point where like he's still creative, like still innovative, still, you yeah. know what I mean? You respect him in that way, but he's been able to blow up and make his name bigger. Whereas like Jay Electronica was so true to his to his five five percenter nation of Islam yeah, like yeah. way of thinking, like of um just spreading that type of conscious message to where it's not mainstream profitable in mm-hmm. a certain type of way. But he's so true to form where it's kind of like he's literally inspired all these rappers that are huge now off conscious stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's inspired the the Kendrick Lamars and the Absols and the TDs and the J. Coles and and mm-hmm. and now they have people under them that are inspired by them. But really like Jay Electronica was like carrying the torch one of the roots. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, I, like, I don't even know what made me look at it. I was looking at Drake's first album, mm-hmm. the credits when he's thanking people, and he thanks Jay Electronica. On so you got Drake, the biggest artist in the world, is thanking Jay Electronica, and Jay Electronica's just like he hasn't put out an album this whole time. People were so disrespectful, even now, like, oh, Jay Z outshine him. They don't understand this guy was the root. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, really the innovator. Like, like man, and and like stories like that. Like remind me of the return of the like Dove underdog thing. stories, bro. Yeah, not even like, the underdog, but just like the people that are like the real, or they're like real minds behind all of it. Like the inspiration. Like I forget who said. I think it was Royce Five Nine. Like mm-hmm. um, everybody praises the butterfly, but forgets about the caterpillar. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get the the butterfly without the caterpillar. The caterpillar mm-hmm. is just as important, and in a sense, the beauty of the caterpillar is equivalent to the beauty of the butterfly just because the butterfly is all colorful and shiny. Mm-hmm. Like, not everything that glitters is gold. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? So, stories like that. And, and he said, I'm I'm the uh, Marcus Garvey, Nikki Tesla. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I uh, 
was hearing about like I already kind of like had knowledge about Marcus Garvey, but they're talking about how like uh, Marcus Garvey just had a certain way of a certain movement. He wanted to move people back to Africa, like black people, like start their own country type mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? Whereas like uh, they started propping up other types of black intellectuals that kind of had a more moderate view where it was kind of like work within the confines of what's going on here. Like don't leave mm-hmm. and start your own thing. And that started getting more attention and it was supported than what by, he was doing. Yeah, and it was and it, and he inspired all of it, but it was more like it fed into like the capitalist way of thinking, like mm-hmm. what what the people, the status quo, what they wanted. It was kind of like more like a moderate way, mm-hmm. where it was kind of like Marcus Garvey was like, man, let's just rebel all the way, or let's just stay true to form, and just do this. Mm-hmm. And then it was like other people came in. I think they said it was W. E. B. Du Bois or something like that, where it was mm-hmm. just more like he was still a great, powerful black. You know what I mean? So influential into what we what we've become. You know what I mean? Like no disrespect to him, but he more so aligned with what maybe America itself, the mm-hmm. powers of America wanted, which is to like keep us here, like not let us be completely mm-hmm. independent, free. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's so, crazy. It's crazy yeah. when you think in depth of So it. I'm thinking about the common themes of like a Nikola Tesla or a Jay Electronica or a Marcus Garvey and 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 the common themes of money mm-hmm. controlling so much. And then if you if you have a certain type of thing, money can kind of hijack not hijack it, but you know what I mean, influence it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a common theme and definitely something to think about, which even goes back to what we were talking about. Like mm-hmm. know what you want to do, like if you want to be super true to form, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It might not pay out the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And then if you do want to, if it is about money, like it's certain things that you can do. And you got to learn about money. Yeah, you like, got to learn about how money and how it works and how to angle what it is you're doing. And into networking the money. and knowing with those networks, with those connections comes uh, losing a, a little bit of yourself, I think. Yeah. And I think. Uh, yeah, like sometimes when you're trying to maintain a network or trying to, you know, maintain certain types of ties, mm-hmm. you you sacrifice some of what you truly are. Yeah. Even going even a, a step further, like talking about Marcus Garvey and Nikki Tesla and all that feeding into Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Takes no money from from corporations and corporate donors from all these big billionaires or whatever. And uh and then somebody like Joe Biden like or any of these other candidates, they low key like try to take Bernie's message in a way and, and promote that, but then they also are catering and taking money from these donors and trying mm-hmm. to no, I'm moderate, like I I I'm I'm in the middle, like Bernie's too extreme, but really he's just being true to to what he truth believes in. comes with a price, mm-hmm. truth and being really true to form, it comes with a price because. There's interests out there that want you to not be that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're completely 100% trying to be... Not even 100%. Nobody's 100%. Mm-hmm. But when you're really trying to be pure, it comes with a price, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Bernie is losing now. He's losing to Joe Biden. Not because Joe Biden has any ideas, but the media and the powers that be, they're protecting Biden they're and pocket. they're going against Bernie. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
No, nah, it's it's not even that they're in Joe Biden's pocket. Joe Biden's in somebody else's pocket. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like it's people with a vested interest in making sure that Bernie Sanders does not doesn't. And who does Bernie yeah. Sanders want to go against the most? Wall Street, the rich, the money. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he's rebelling against that. So it's kind of like it's within their interest to get a candidate that's gonna you know kind of tell the people what they want to hear and, and give them some of the things that they want but not all of but, it but 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 cater to us mm-hmm. you know what i mean whereas bernie is all about the people mm-hmm. or to the point where they're using that against him you know what i mean yeah. like he can't really do this he can't you can't have med you know it's going to cost you guys more money to have health care for everybody and pay for education for everybody like you know how much that'll cost bro yesterday with the the corona shit all this mm-hmm. stuff going on the government prints out the federal government prints out 1.5 trillion dollars oh i see and that. throws it into the stock market hoping it's going to save the stock market and it didn't save the stock market 1.5 trillion would paid off everybody's student debt the excuse that they're going to try to tell you to make you think that that was okay is that when you bail out when you bail out Wall Street, when you bail out the rich, it stimulates the economy because they're going to make the money back. This is just a loan. If you pay off our loans and then we have money to spend, we're going to go spend it. We're going to spend economy. it and stimulate yeah. the economy. You know what I mean? But they're going to put the spin on that and then people are going to be like, oh, okay. But, bro, we have enough money. We shouldn't have half. We shouldn't have half a million people homeless, bro. Yeah, that's We shouldn't have crazy. so many people live, living check to check. We shouldn't have where where all the wealth is focused in what like 10%, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. most of the wealth is focused in such a small group of people. Like it shouldn't be that way. Like we should have healthcare for all. We can we can have all of these things and then they say, "Oh, it's going to turn us into Cuba or Venezuela or all these countries that have all this bad stuff going on. France has universal health care. Yeah. Like, you, oh, Bernie's a democratic socialist. That's evil. He, they probably scared away millions of voters just because off of this socialist thing. Mm-hmm. The prime minister of the United Kingdom throughout the 2000s was a democratic socialist. Mm-hmm. The UK, they're not perfect, but they ain't, they didn't turn into Venezuela. Mm-hmm. But, but the media puts the so, spin yeah, on it's it. What they the do. money yeah. they put the spin on it. They tell us we don't have the money. They tell us we can't do this while they're really working and doing all this other stuff. Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like I'm that's when I was talking about my biggest fears, like that things are beyond repair. Yeah, stuff like stuff, that stuff scares like that. me. Yeah. The fact that if you're so true to form that that somebody like Nikola Tesla would die the way that he died without getting the credit that he deserved. You yeah. know what I mean? That Bernie Sanders might never be the president. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He he's old. Like he might never get this chance again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That Marcus Garvey died. You know what I mean? Like that Pac died. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like yeah. man. Trying to get the the their peers form across. Yeah. And people and might say that Tupac wasn't being true because he switched up at certain points after certain things. I mean, he was trying to act hard or whatever. In the end, that that last that uh Machiavelli album, mm. he was definitely being true to form. Mm. He definitely was being a hundred percent true to form at that point. Mm. You know what I mean? He was definitely he had took all of his experiences, the point where he was lost and raging and, and he mm. was still raging, but it was more focused like it's scary to think that that uh, 
the people with the pure intentions are gonna die without. You know, what I mean, it's scary. Yeah, I it's think scary, that, I and think it's scary about seeing that. that I think people... about that all the time, and that's why that's yeah. one thing that I take back to me working for other people, me working jobs. Is like, is the things that I want to do with my life? Am I really gonna get that from working these jobs? I need to pay my bills, but yeah. at the end of the day, I, I, when my day's over and I'm going home and I'm thinking to myself, like, it does this serve justice for me? Like. Am I really getting what I deserve and do I feel fulfilled because my ideas and how far I know I could go and what I can do and I bring them to the table. But if they're not being accepted here, I need to do for my own because being true to yourself in different environments, people sometimes are against it or they don't like it and it could be for the better. And then some people are afraid of that. Some people are afraid of that change or some people are afraid that you may be that light in the dark and they don't they don't want to accept it. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, like that's what just gets me in my head where I'm just like, I want to just do for my own. Yeah. Because if if you can't get it out of somewhere else where you're killing yourself and you're going you're spending most of your days somewhere or you spend most of your life in a place that you can't live your truest way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather take my chances elsewhere. Yeah. And that's kind of like as I grow older I start to think that like I want to get you know, better at at budgeting more and better at being financially uh, literate that I yeah, could. So then you don't have to feel to like rely you're on selling yourself short or working for others, and exactly. so you can be as independent and true to yourself as possible. For real, and that's definitely attainable. That's one thing that is a hundred percent attainable. You know what I'm saying? Um, what it what does seem more and more unattainable by the day. I wouldn't even say more and more. But it's it's just sad. It's that like, you know what I mean? Like maybe not even necessarily. Earlier I said die young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but the hard part is that the people might never all get behind the truth. Mm-hmm. That's that's like you can live in your truth, yeah. and you can figure out a way to maneuver to where you could kind of like unplug yourself from a lot of the other things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, like uh, like obviously. Like, Bernie Sanders didn't die young, and he's been true to form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. might never be at the point where he got the people to rally behind him to become, to really do what he could have done. You know what I mean? Exactly. Nikola Tesla, even, like, he he had times where he was doing really, really well. You know what I mean? And he just didn't, he never was able to, you know what I mean, get to the point where maybe he got what he deserved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you could definitely be true to yourself and make a living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could be true to yourself and and maybe even make enough, be wealthy, you know yeah. what I mean? Independently wealthy. But if you think you could be true to yourself and then be like, it's going to be way harder to be true to yourself and then be the biggest artist in the world, the richest person in the world. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it is. Even like even like when people create these, these websites and these apps and stuff like that, that's very, very profitable you know what I mean, in the beginning, but mm-hmm. then gradually, the integrity of these, that's why people start not wanting to use Facebook anymore, not wanting to use certain things anymore. Their integrity slowly starts getting tainted by all the money and all the money and the people that exactly. have invested interest in it. It starts changing the integrity of the, it was a brilliant idea. You yeah, because you all start these, to see people's yeah. underlying, underlining like 
personal agendas they have out for themselves. Yeah. And it's no longer part of like, it's no longer just a network for people to, to come in contact with each other and a place for, for a space of growth and positivity. It's now a place for advertisement and pushing their, pushing their agenda, pushing their propaganda or pushing whatever information they want to influence you. And it's like you and I know better, but what about those who may not know better are educated enough and they're getting pushed this information that's just force fed down the damn tube that they're getting exposed to this and they may not know right from wrong. And they're just like soaking it in and it's just, it's like, it's, it's manipulation. And that's what it kind of sold out to a lot of, that's what a lot of shit sells out to. And it's crazy that it happens that way. Deception. That's the scary thing, man, is that like truth is, it's so hard to get people to, to get behind the truth. It's so easy for people to shoot down the truth. People almost get resentful towards the truth, hateful Mm -hmm. towards the truth. (laughs) Like they don't want the truth can't handle the truth you know <laughs> yeah. but then deception is so profitable that's it's crazy like, yeah uh it's like people want to be lied to not even that they want to i don't know what it is i can't call it because i ain't in everybody's mind but i guess i could see especially like when i talked about how being emotionally equipped to go down certain rabbit holes and think about certain things now yeah how I'm more equipped for that than when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see why people would want to lie to themselves so they don't have to yeah, deal with so reality. That's why I say like ignorance, ignorance is bliss, is bliss yeah. because like red pill, blue pill. Yeah, Matrix. ignorance is so bliss yeah. because it's like if you just live your normal life and you're just like da 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 da, do your regular thing and that's it, then you're good. You got nothing to worry about except yeah. that whatever happens, you're just gonna go with the wave yeah. and, and the you're train. Be on the and, wave. Yeah, and you're just gonna yeah. accept what changes there are. But if you know what's up and you're just like. I gotta do something with it or at least die trying trying to do something different you know that's uh, what's so scary about this coronavirus thing yeah yeah it's like beyond the virus itself like what information do we trust like what who what is the agenda what really what is the truth like like we know for fact that we know for fact that it it can be lethal Mm-hmm. How much really? How much more lethal is it than, or how much more dangerous is it than, all of the other, um, scares that we've had? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like some people will say, and even it'll be reputable, reputable um, medical people in the medical field. Some people will say this is like something that they're hyping up for a political agenda, mm-hmm. and then there's some people that say, "Oh no, it's really dangerous." I yeah. think. Well, if we look at the facts. It is really, really dangerous in the sense that it's scary that you can get it, mm-hmm. overcome it, and then get it again right afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. usually your immune system works in a way where it's like once you get something, you build up the antibodies, and then it's like, you know what I mean? You don't That's get why it again. we get vaccines. Yeah. It's because they inject you with, um, I'm not perfect. Like in with this. the ill, yeah, they, inject they inject you, you with, with it. it. Yeah. So, so then, your body could fight it, yeah. and then now you're immune to it in exactly. a sense. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's scary about this, which is like that works in in the favor of the people that argue that, you know, it's it's more dangerous, you know what I mean? Mm. But then at the same time, it's kind of like the news lies not I wouldn't say they lie. They they present information in a certain type of way that makes us think a certain type of way and benefits certain types of people. Yeah. Whether whether you're watching conservative news outlets and then they're trying to prop up what they believe in or mm. democratic news 
outlets or or Facebook, which I feel like or Facebook and things like that, which I feel like they definitely cater more towards like a liberal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I consider myself a liberal, but then there's like a difference between being like a liberal, liberal, like ideologically, and then mm. like being like establishment liberal. Mm. Like it's kind of like one is like you're going with your morals and what you think is right, and then one is like you're going with the agenda. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not about agendas. I'm just about if you could convince me that I'm wrong mm-hmm. and my morals tell me I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I will. I'm open to it, mm-hmm. but I think the way I think because this is what I truly in my heart you feel, feel. Yeah, not because I'm going with the agenda or I'm trying to prove these people it's yeah. us versus me versus them. Like I look at it like I'm just thinking about what's best for everybody mm-hmm. because I feel like it's in my best interest. Yeah, to want the best for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I think that like greed is the root of all evil. I think that uh, selfishness is the root of all evil. Like, mm-hmm. you know what Hell I mean? Yeah. Like, like we're more powerful. We're we're more safer together than when we're divided. Because when you're divided, there's a sense of mistrust, miscommunication, mm-hmm. misunderstanding, and that's dangerous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas, like, if if you're kind of all working together, it's kind of like it's different. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Just, that's some real <laughs> shit, though, bro. Bruh. But to 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 add to the spin on all that, it's it's a trip on how serious and severe they made it. Where it's like every business entity, my emails are blowing up from the bank and from Walgreens and yeah. from all that. They're all talking about this virus, yeah. and it's just like is like you said, is it's just a push for money? Is it a political push? Is it? Uh, something that we really need to be worried about yeah. but the panic is just crazy and i'd be just trying to tell people don't panic you just gotta just do what you gotta do and just keep on living but yeah. you cannot panic yeah but the way that they're pushing this thing is like this is the biggest push i've seen like you know i'm sure yeah. of our time at least i know there was always other scares and different generations that faced the but i don't know who knows if the numbers yeah. are real or what what the yeah. There's probably a hidden agenda behind everything. Like if know? this is manipulation and they're just like testing the waters to see how much they can control the people with information or with fear, uh-huh. like, man, they got us. Yeah. Like literally you we're should at see a all point, them lined you know, up the Costco, yeah. bro. People are freaking bro, out. Like you know how like it's all the conspiracies about martial law and, and all that kinds of stuff like that. Like literally they could they could tell us not to come out of our house and lock like put us into martial law and we'll think that's what's best for us and you know what they say like I forget who said it but like the 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 uh, best kind of slave is a is one that doesn't know that they're being enslaved yeah like if that's it most is of the people, if the bro. agenda really is that dark like damn we kind of lost <laughs> like <laughs> they got like even me like. Even me, like I, I ask so many questions and am skeptical of so many things, but I'm I'm worried. I'm scared. I don't really want to be moving around like that. You <laughs> yeah, know you what I mean? Me, like, I'm, like I want to quarantine, man. <laughs> I'm quarantine myself, shit. But yeah, <laughs> so no, it's like, that. damn. It's like, damn. They they it's got like a stronghold we really on yeah, us. They, yeah, we really don't know what to believe or not to believe. And if they even if it is real right now, if they decided to lie to us later, like, uh-huh. shit, they might. They might be able to, like, yeah, because they know how they they see how we how we how the mob mentality, like, bro, like, 
I don't know what's it's yet to be seen because I knock on wood, I don't know what this virus is gonna do. Mm. But the way it's got people acting, the way economies are crashing, the way food is sold out and people are buying everything and acting crazy, like I'm kind of worried about human behavior more than the actual virus. Like what? yesterday I seen oh like this one God. lady trying to run over this other lady with the cart because she ain't moving fast oh enough. My like God, bro, I'm saying the same thing. I'm 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 telling people like that I that when I talk about about this, I said don't like don't panic. But I, I say the most important thing, this is a, just me telling people if this is really getting crazy. I said the most yeah. important thing you're going to need is water. Yeah. Everything, like water is essential to your well-being, living and whatever. Because if stuff happens, you're going to need water. That yeah. To me, like food, you can go a couple days, you can find some canned goods, whatever. Yeah. But you start to see how people, what people start to show you the true animal, animalistic instincts within them. Because yeah. it's like. They're freaking out, and now you see people that you would have never thought. You probably see someone Bro, like, "Hey, how's it going?" Tripping. You know, they're normally nice people, whatever. Then you see their true self shows when they start panicking and flipping yeah, out. Like, That's the last thing you need to do is like calm the fuck down, yeah. chill out, and yeah. just like they got people worked up, willing to Bro. die over this shit over some toilet paper. <laughs> Like I'm saying, like, <laughs> on aisle four, like I seen this lady trying to run over, like getting so mad she was bumping this other lady with the cart, like almost like knocking her down type thing, like getting so so frustrated. And then I'm thinking, like this lady, when I hear her voice, she's gonna sound like the wicked witch, like gonna sound evil, like because she was just being so fucking rude. You know what I'm saying? She gets to the front of the line. She sounds so polite and sweet and nice. I'm like, oh, she was, yo, oh. <laughs> that's wild, bro. People, I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. People it's, are acting out of character. Yeah, and it's the people that you that like that like you just said. She was so polite and so kind and shit. It's those people that you have to watch your yeah, ass, bro. bro. I'm telling you, like, they're the ones that'll flip. All that's why I'm like, man, I don't even want to go out low key because like one, the virus, and two, people are just wilding. I was I was buying my mom. I went to the store and I was buying my mom like a few uh, packs of bagels yesterday. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I'd seen because I'm I live in LA. She lives in Pasadena. Uh-huh. And I had seen like how like all the stores in LA really like those are really sold out of everything. Uh-huh. So I'm getting towards the lines are long still everywhere. Uh-huh. And then I just see like cases of water. I'm like, I don't know if my girl picked up any uh, cases, but let me just, I'm going to get this too. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. going to get this too because, shit, I don't know how long this line's going to be tomorrow and I don't know if there's going to exactly. be any more water. Yeah, man. That's, that's the most important thing I think people should be mindful is just uh, water. H2O. Everybody makes fun of me because, uh, because, uh, like, I've always been somebody, like, I'm, I, like, just love, like, juice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm weird, bro. Like, I've never liked water. Like, I feel like it tastes like spit, which sounds <laughs> ridiculous, bro. But I've hated water. I've been doing better. I've been yeah. doing better. Even before the virus, I've really been trying to drink water, like, uh, this past, like, three months. <laughs> before I before the virus scared. So it's kind of like it's working smooth. Bro, I've been drinking so much water now. Like, yeah. if I had any reason before, I'm glad I already started transitioning into drinking less sugar and more water. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like... That's really it's essential. Like, stay hydrated. Not even just because we might run out of water in the stores, but your immune system and being as healthy as possible is important. Because once you, they, some people say it's a one in three Americans are going to get the virus at mm-hmm. some point. 
and a lot of people are going to be able to get over it. That's why you want your immune system to be as strong as, as possible. possible. Yeah, you want bro. you want to be as healthy as possible. So if you do get it, you're going to be able to overcome it mm-hmm. because, man, I don't know. I don't know. You heard it first. PSA, Jay Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> get your immune hey. system right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, where can people follow you, bro? Um, on Instagram at who tf is J hurt, W H uh, O T F I S J H U R T. Uh, same as Twitter. I don't really use Twitter as much, but if y'all follow me, I'll start using it on there. <laughs> I'll start using that. Uh, and then uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and then on the streaming platforms, J dot H U R T. No spaces in between anything. It's just J dot H U R T. Don't space anything out. Uh, that's the only way it will be searchable. I don't know why it's that way. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. They, and they can um, find your Apple music, music on all platforms, right? Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, um, Spotify, uh, all kind. It's it's a bunch of other ones. Yeah, that I don't it's even all like Deezer. Know. Yeah, like, Deezer. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, so I many. Think, I think I, I think uh, we were talking about TikTok earlier. I yeah, think, your uh, music's probably on TikTok too. I think uh, I just had them put. Some stuff on TikTok. I don't know if they did it yet. I got to check. Uh-huh. Our conversation today reminded me that a few weeks ago, I hit them up like, y'all got to put this on TikTok. But uh, on everything, all, all the stuff, all the mainstream stuff that people use, mm-hmm. like those streaming platforms, SoundCloud even, uh, J.H.U.R.T. No spaces in between any of that. And what, and what J. stuff J. you got out now? What's some new stuff you got out now? Um, I, I, my most recent releases are two singles, American Fruit. And society is porn. Uh, I'm really proud of those songs. Those really represent where I stand today, my perspectives as of today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I got a lot of older projects. Uh, I dropped one. It was like kind of like a compilation of stuff mm-hmm. that I hadn't put out. I dropped one in 2019, Peace versus Peace. That's a good project. I appreciate. It. I appreciate. It. That's actually like it's not even. That's not even like a real project mm-hmm. in a sense. It was just like. Stuff I had recorded over three years that I hadn't put out yet. I think when I was first corresponding with you through text about like us setting something up, this yeah. was a while back. I was at the gym listening to every project, just crazy re- retapping into your music because it's just there's so many rabbit holes of music that you get yeah. pushed onto and then you start listening to. But honestly, I really just want to start listening to people I know yeah. or fuck with, like yeah. and get so consumed into their music and listening to people like. That I that I know on a personal level, yeah. That it's like I want to be in tune and help them get the streams and the music's yeah. dope. So yeah. why not that be my like? Why not that be my favorite artist? Yeah, like yeah. these are my favorite it, artists, yeah. like local artists and yeah. artists that I resonate with and, and my peers. Yeah, because I feel like their music's dope and I could relate to it. That yeah. should be the shit that I should be spinning consistently. Yeah. So I'm like at the gym all pumped up, trying to lose some weight and shit, like <laughs> listening to the music. Like, man, this is hard, bro. Yeah, that shit's super it. hard. Yeah. Um, for Society is Porn, do you have, you, you, you memorize that track? You perform that track yet? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times I performed it. I, I performed it most recently, um, I think January 9th. Uh, it was like a, it was like an event uh, with First Gen. They're mm-hmm. like an independent uh, label, mm-hmm. ran by uh, this guy. Uh, uh, one guy's name is Matt, and the other guy's Anthony Kilhoffer. He's actually an mm-hmm. engineer. Uh, he's engineered all Kanye's albums. Nice, every Kanye album. Yeah, nice. he's he's a 
cool dude. They're both really, really cool. And there was a lot of other dope artists there from like different parts of the states that are popping off. I was probably like the least popular artist that mm-hmm. was in there. I brought people out because it was in LA. So I had a lot of people. Like I probably had a really good turnout. Uh, but they, when I looked up some of their streaming numbers and who they're aligned with, I was like, dang, these are Rock Nation and yeah. uh, people with Jay-Z and Dame Dash and all kinds of stuff. That shit don't matter, but... though, bro, because what you got, yeah, you're you're not, yeah. you're rare. You're a rare piece to find. So I'm yeah. sure you stand out in a room full of uh, everybody I else, it. Bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were all showing love, like all of them. They were all really, really cool, really humble artists and and talented, talented, like... Hip hop, there there's a lot. If you're willing to look, there's there's a lot of um, there's whatever your preference is, it's out there. If you look hard enough, at this point, you know what I mean. You just gotta look. And uh, yeah, I performed. Society is porn there. I can't remember if I performed it before then. Though. I haven't really been performing much lit yeah. as of late. Can you before you head out? Can you give us the first verse to that song? Oh uh, yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Alright, shit. Alright. Society is porn. We all desensitize. It's got every single friend of mine. We got social media trends and negative energy to mentor minds. And I ain't innocent. It's enter minds at times. I've been the one enslaved. Mass shootings, it's just another day. Guns toting, pussy popping. I guess it's just the ways. I've been lost in this abyss. Should have been loving you. So much fraud around was blinded to see something true. Sunken places, I've been sunken too. Drunken fool, out about wild and then childish, it was just something to do. Numbing too. Last few years, learned some valuable lessons. Since my grandpa died, I've been blocking my blessings. Since my grandpa died, ain't been wanting to feel. Fuck cancer, feel like answers are lost in the field. Probably lost in that green. Probably lost in them. Oh. <laughs> they <laughs> say if everything first. was cured, they say if everything was cured, it would cost them for real. And I don't really know what's really facts. It's hard distinguishing what's truth and what's an act. All I know is that I love you. That's a fact. You lift me up. Way did the world be on my back. The world is like a jungle. I adapt. I swear this life is like a game of shooting craps. I need you. I'm going to keep it three stacks. I'll be cool long as she living in my lap. She lives in my lap. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I don't that know why so I stumbled hard. on that it's part right good. there, it's man. It's all good. That, bro, you are... Very talented. I appreciate it. I Got appreciate mad bars. It. You guys heard it first. Again, let them know how they can uh, contact you via Instagram. What's your gram? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter at who T F is J Hurt. W H O T F I S J H U R T. And then on social. all the streaming flat, Pla- all the streaming platforms. J dot H U R T. No spaces. J dot H U R T. J Hurt. Stream that. Keep it on repeat. Keep it on lock. Make sure you guys follow him. He's a very talented artist, and he does so much with his craft, and he's great at it, and he's been rocking with it for a while, and I hope to see this man blow up (laughs) anytime now. Again, we got Jay Hurt in the building. This is So Disconnected Podcast. I'm with Tony Wrights. Peace. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, bro. Yo, it's when Tony writes, you're listening to So Disconnected Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at So Disconnected. Tap the link in our bio to select the platform of your choice. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, the Stitcher Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.